my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello, welcome to the Beach Commute podcast today, our digital nomad experts podcast. I am here with our guest, Christy, who I'm so excited to chat with today because she has been through our program and is now living in Cape Town this month as a digital nomad. So super excited to share her story. So Christy, welcome to the show today. Hi, I'm so excited to chat with you. Super excited. I've been following your journey, but it's never the same as hearing, you know, all the details along the way. So I just, I just can't wait to chat. So starting from the beginning, Christy, if you're open to it, could you just let, for someone listening, know who you are, where you're from and kind of what you were up to pre-nomadic life before all of this existed for you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm Christy Jacobson. I, kind of say like I'm all over from North America. Um, (laughs) I was born in Calgary, Alberta in Canada. I lived in New Jersey. I grew up there and we moved when I was young. I lived in Los Angeles for about five and a half years working, went to grad school and was working full time. And then now my home base is Phoenix, Arizona. So I've kind of been all over the US and Canada, um, both coasts. Yeah. Now I'm just living the digital nomad life. Living the good life, but it wasn't yes. always this way. <laughs> no. Um, like, no, no, it wasn't. No. So could you share? I'd love to back up to the moment, even before you started thinking about living this life, like one step further back than that. How did you discover? Do you remember, like, was there a moment or just kind of a s- slow things you saw when you when you discovered what digital nomad life even was and when it started appealing to you? I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. I... <laughs> I think it was, I, f- I started listening to podcasts. That's when I really yeah. like started listening to podcasts. And one I came across was talking about how they like work remote and they travel the world and they've built up this business teaching other, a lot of women how to create their own either design business or VA business, something like that. And I thought they were a guest on a podcast. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I started looking into their business, what they do. Yeah. And it just snowballed from there. Like I started following people and finding things and then came across yeah. Wi-Fi tribe and then came across your, your course. And I've yeah. always loved to travel. Like I, that's yeah. the thing. And what really I think prompted me to really start looking into it was I took a two week trip to Europe in 2019. Okay. And I was like, this is not long enough. I was city hopping like <laughs> one, two days in each city. And it's just not long yeah. enough to, to yeah. spend time and get to know people and get to know cultures and, you know, I was hitting all the super tourist things. And I was like, it would be cool to just go and like spend a month someplace and just live there like a local. Yeah. 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 So that's it really, such, it's just snowballed. <laughs> I love it. It almost reminds me like a thread when you pull on a shirt and you just like mm-hmm. keep, keep pulling and, and here you are in South Africa <laughs> all yes. these months later, but it is fun how you kind of slightly discover it and start to realize more and more that it's not just a pipe dream. It's, it's possible. So could you explain what was it, what was your job back then when, when all of this started to snowball and the, the ideas were starting to come, what kind of work were you doing then? 
Uh, I was a customer service manager at a yeah. music publisher. So we publish sheet music and had content for other platforms. And yeah. I, you know, I love the company. I love the job, love my coworkers. But again, I wanted to have a little bit more freedom and to just travel and, and see different places. And, you know, as, as much PTO as I had, it just wasn't possible as the manager to just disappear for, <laughs> you know, several weeks at a time. And even the two weeks, sometimes it was like, I came back, they're like, we're glad you're back. <laughs> Yeah, questionable if things are still functioning. Yeah. But it is fun. I know you love the music industry and that was something you were interested in. So that's really neat that you were you were able to do that. So you kind of came to this conflict of wanting like enjoying your company, also having this urge to travel. Can you explain what happened next? COVID, the pandemic that happened. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so happened. they yeah, so they actually decided to relocate our office to another city, another state. And I was in LA for the music industry and just, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in that industry and be in a place where there was a lot of music. And I, I turned it down. I said, no, I, I, I'm just going to stay in LA. And they said, okay. And then it turned out I had to actually move to Phoenix to be with family. My dad was going through chemo cancer and I needed to be with them. So luckily, I had actually been on retention with the company while they transitioned all the moves to Colorado. So they kept me on actually for almost another year after that offer came through and I declined it. Luckily, they were let me, everybody was still working from home. So they let me go to Phoenix to to be with my family. They kept trying to get me to move. But I at that (laughs) point, I said, no, I have I have to be here. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I left, ended up leaving that role and started working as a virtual assistant, which gave me the freedom to work kind of my own hours within within this company I subcontract for. It's very much just as long as you get the work done. Like we, we want to work during the day, that's fine, but be available for clients during the day. Right. Um, Right. But you can work morning, night, like in Cape Town here, I'm working, you know, I'm kind of doing a nine to five, but sometimes I get up, I do a couple hours of work, go do something, come back. So I'm not really held to a desk with that. Yeah. Yeah. Specific hours, which is nice. So perfect. And we found you. So I think you were still in LA, if I'm correct, Mm -hmm. when you started doing our government employment course. Can you share a little bit about that? So that was something I know you had kind of found us through Wi-Fi Tribe, which is the Mm -hmm. company Diego um, has found as well, who we travel with. And you came and went through the course. Tell us just kind of what what was helpful about that? Because since that time, you're now living the nomad life. So what was that process like for you? And what were some of those important just shifts that you made to really just allow you to know that it's possible to actually go out and do it for yourself? Yeah, I think the one thing that was really helpful is I think in a couple different of the sessions, we talked about negotiations, whether it was negotiating with your employer to be remote, which is what I had tried to do initially. Like, can I be remote? But their company rules at that time weren't, we want everybody in the office when it's safe. So from that, just kind of knowing that it's possible to, even if your company isn't fully remote, just to ask and to have those conversations, how to bring that up. And and that was helpful because, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit, is that company has now reached back out to me and they have remote roles. And I, in, in, you know, going back to them, I had said, I, I want to travel. Is that something that's right. possible? Because some companies want you to stay, you're, you're remote, but you're at home <laughs> or you're remote, but you have to stay within a certain time zone. 
Yeah. And I had said like, you know, I'm going to Cape Town for a month, at least a month. Um, right. So I'm not going to be, obviously not going to be in US hours. I'll be in right. you know, South African time and, um, but I'll, you know, I'll try to stick to those hours. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. So that was really helpful. Just understanding that awesome. that is possible, that even if your yeah. job isn't remote, you don't have your own business, you can find, you, you can have that negotiation. You can, or you can find a job that yeah. uh, is remote. And that was something too, I looked for right after I left was what kind of jobs are out there that could be remote and, and will yeah. allow me to, it's just the, the resources that were provided were just were so helpful and, and incredible that it Amazing. really helped me figure it out. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's so many different paths and it's so fun to watch your shift as you, again, kind of were based in this place in LA and COVID happened and I didn't know all the details with your dad and going home and shifting to things. And now we'll, we'll come back to being in Cape Town and getting this job offer because you'd had those negotiations to start where, mm-hmm. you know, we where we don't like, I don't know, I don't like to sugarcoat it. It's not to say every time you have a conversation, a company is just going to say, absolutely. But because you had that conversation to start, things do change and, and yeah. they came back to you, which is super exciting. So I want to come back to that because you're in Cape Town as that's happening. This time in between, so you've taken on this sort of like VA roles. What was the shift where you then were like, all right, I'm booking my first flight, like really living months at a time as a digital nomad. What was that like for you? And what sort of obstacles like did you encounter along the way? Mentally, physically, logistically, anything. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it actually for this trip was kind of the mental and emotional for me because my dad, we were talking about it. I saw this trip came up and I'd said, oh, you know, I'd I'd like to go to Cape Town. And we'd always talked about travel. He traveled a ton when he was working, like he was all Mm -hmm. over the world. And he, he said to me, he's like, I've never been to Cape Town. I've never been to South Africa. That's the one place that I just never got to go. If you have yeah. the opportunity to take. And I was like, okay, like, so that's going to be on the list. Like, okay, that's right. going to be the first place I go. So then after he passed, I said to my mom, cause I was living with her, helping her out. I said, do you, yeah. can I go? Like, are you okay if I leave you for, yeah. for a month? And my brother's close by, he's 20 minutes down the road. And, and she's like, yes, go, go do it. So that was really what prompted. It's like, okay, you know, things have started to settle a little bit and now I can, I can book that trip. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I have goosebumps with that. And I'm impressed if I were you, I would just be sobbing right now. So I'm (laughs) impressed you're able to hold it together, but I have been watching your Instagram post. I know you posted some about your dad of just like Mm -hmm. seeing the moon and, and I know they're looking at the stars all these nights while you're working and just like, Oh no, feeling the presence and knowing that you've done you're in this place that he wanted to go. There's always, there's, there's usually some catalyst, whether it's a breakup or just a rock bottom moment or an injury or an illness or, you know, like something usually sparks that. And I know you had the desire in you before, but it's, it's really amazing. And, and as well, I know so many people get held back by like wanting to stay near your mom or doing it. So it's really amazing mm-hmm. that you can have that conversation and get to this, this place for all of you, you know, and I know it'll be a balance moving forward, but that's just an amazing story. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
quite enough. I was like cutting you off there. Yeah. So no, it's okay. So from there, you've got Cape Town. It's it's really cool that you're able to have that conversation with your dad beforehand, and then get to this place that was somewhere he never went. So can you talk about now? So all right, we're in Cape Town yeah. now, and you are still <laughs> presently there. What was it like? I know for me, that first moment I was on the flight with the one way trip, I was so excited. And the next morning, I was like, Oh my god, what the fuck am I doing here? I don't know anyone. <laughs> like, what's happening? That was my own journey. But what was that like for you? Like as you're packing up your stuff or boarding the plane, arriving there, tell me about that part of the journey for you. For me, it was like the packing part. Like I travel so much between Canada and the U S and then um, the East coast. I have a lot of friends out East, so I'm used to the like packing everything up. So it didn't really feel at the time, like (laughs) this is crazy. And, and especially, you know, COVID times, I'm going to Canada with the PCR tests. I've done how many PCR tests. So it it just (laughs) felt like a normal, like getting on the airplane. Right. And I think it hit, hit me when I got to Newark airport. Cause right now there's a direct flight from Newark to Cape town. And usually when I hit Newark, I'm not going anywhere else. Cause that's where I fly into when I go visit the East coast. And right. it was kind of like, all right, I'm getting on a plane to go somewhere else now. <laughs> it's a 14 and a half hour flight. Oh, okay, this is really, this is re- real here. And then, you know, in the air and and that's the longest flight. I mean, I've gone to Europe, so I've done the 11, right. you know, 12 hour flights, no problem. But, you know, was, um, we're going across the ocean and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> still we going. We're, we're still going. going. And I pulled up the map. Going up the map on the TV and I'm like, all right, that's where we are now. Like, so it was, it was pretty surreal. And then landing, I, it was exciting, I think. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, you know, kind of nerve wracking because like I didn't know anybody here. The first night I was in a hotel. So it's, you know, and I had so many warnings too about, you know, from, from people like I, I, one of my uh, former managers is from Cape Town. And so I'd done a couple of Zoom calls with him talking about different things and, you know, a lot of warnings and all that. So I'm like in the airport, like holding everything safety wise. Yeah. Safety wise warnings. So like, you know, you know, and I'm (laughs) holding all your belongings, (laughs) lived in LA, like, you know, so I've, I've lived in LA, I've been in New York, so I'm relatively safety minded, but Right. It was just like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> like, where am I? <laughs> <What am> I <laughs> yeah, um, it is so boring. Yeah. And then the next morning got picked up because I'm in a co-living house. Okay. Got picked up and met one of my other housemates right there. And I was like, all right, this is right. then then it then it was I think the anxiety and the nervousness just died down. It's like, okay, I'm yeah. here, you know, here's like somebody I'm gonna be living with for a month. And so that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's so helpful. So for anyone listening, I'd love to hear about the particular program you're doing and and what that's like and how many of you are there all. But I did the same thing when my first kind of full nomad stop was in Bali. Actually, I met Diego there. He was hosting a Wi-Fi tribe chapter. But it was the same for me. I landed at like, I don't know, midnight. The customs took like two or three hours. And there was someone from Wi-Fi tribe, you know, another guy who I was living with, you know, hadn't met before. And he was like, no problem. I'll wait up for you. I was like, it's three in the morning. Are you sure? He's like, it's fine. I'm just working. Like, I'll wait for you. And there was something so comforting about just like, even though I never met these people, just knowing, you know, I know you went to like a hotel first and you can feel so alone. Just like, oh my gosh, where am I? I don't know anyone. What have I done? But then to just go to these kind of co-living situations, even if they're strangers, there's something so... um just settling and so peaceful about knowing that like they're there for you. You're going to live with them. You're Mm going to be each other's people. Like if you lose your 
I don't know, your debit card or have no money or whatever goes wrong, like you've got people. So yeah, could you tell us what program it is? You're, you know, you're part of Wi-Fi Tribe and haven't done a chapter yet, but what program you're doing here and just a little bit of what it's been like for you. Yeah, so I'm actually here with Work Wanderers. Mm-hmm. So Andrea, she's based out of Cape Town. So she's put this co-living house together and it's, yeah. it's been really cool. She's organized different skill shares and masterminds. And the, the first weekend we did a trip, we went and saw the penguins, which was really, Yay. really cool, really fun. <laughs> so and, but, and kind of bringing along other nomads too. So it wasn't just our house, oh, cool. um, which I'm here with, with five, there's five of us in the house, but other okay. nomads joined as well. So then you start to meet other people rather than yeah. just people you're living with. Yeah. So that was really cool. But yeah, it's it's been great. Like it's a great group of people. We just actually went on a safari last weekend together, four of us. So, you know, and like you mentioned too, just just they're willing to help you with things, right? Like, yeah. you know, the the one one woman I'm living with, her credit card wasn't working. So right. I would put put it on my card for her. And then she's from the US. So we would just Venmo each other and just things like that. My card won't work on some South African sites. <laughs> so then I have somebody right. from Europe who will buy and then I'll pay them. And so yeah, there's so, there's so many weird little logistical things that are just nice yeah. to have people and to have those people immediately. You, you absolutely can make friends somewhere when you land, but it takes a little bit of time of mm-hmm you know, going to a co-working space or joining some sort of activity and then maybe that person's leaving the next day. So it's just really nice. I think when you first start traveling, especially before you have your network of nomads to just land and yeah, have, have the yeah. people to go on safari, to see the penguins, to yeah. meet people, go to dinners, co-work, whatever. Um, so curious to hear Christy, now that you're, you're in Cape town, I know you're working kind of different hours, you're working at night. So you're kind of on us time zone, but just in general, what has been the biggest or several shifts that feel, whether it's more exciting, easier, harder, better, worse, anything that are just different than your life of just kind of working remotely from back home? I, I find I'm more productive here. That's the biggest thing. We're, we're very lucky. Our group of people is very productive. Everybody like, we'll we sit down, we work, you know, we, we might break for lunch, something like that. But I feel like at home, there's just too many other distractions for me you know, helping my mom with something or to get distracted by the cat or, you know, different, different things like that. And it, it there too at home, it's just the monotony, right? Like it's yeah. get up, go, you know, right now I've got my setup in the dining room. So go to the dining room, just sit there all day work, but here, you know, I can work in different places around the house. I've gone to a co-working space downtown and it's, it's that's really kept me very productive, which has been yeah. amazing for for work and getting things done. But what I think the biggest thing in the beginning was I got would get up in the morning, and I'm like, all right, it's nine o'clock, I got to work. Yeah. But if I'm on US hours, then I've got like I, the first couple of days it was I was at the computer from like nine to like midnight, and I'm like, okay, yeah. that's not sustainable. I cannot, I cannot yeah. do that. So I started, yeah. you know, I'll do some things in the morning that way I can get things done knocked off the plates that way right. if it's something i don't need a client for i can just quickly right. get it done do i'll do that work. take a break you know go sit and read or go you know out downtown to walk or you know go for yeah. lunch or something like that just take take some yeah. breaks throughout the day and then i'm available for clients in the evening so or do activities last week we went to a museum in the morning so different things like that you can get done but that that shift that first week it was just this I had to learn how to how to shift my my. Hey, don't get up and go to work right away. 
get up, do things, then go to work. Yeah. It's a weird shift and I still struggle with it. For me, I don't have to be on any sort of certain hours. And I'm in Mauritius right now with there's like 20 plus people here working remotely. And most people I'd say are working US hours. So everybody's up going on like they're scuba diving in the morning, hiking in the morning, kite surfing in the morning. And like you, I'm used to, I'm like, okay, I should be, like, I still have that feeling of like, I should be working because it's morning, but like, there's no reason I can't go on a hike for five hours and then start working at two o'clock if I want to. But it does definitely get hard when you have that mentality of like, all right, it's 9am, I should be working, but then you do kind of burn the candle at both ends. So they say when then at night you're still like, so it just turns into, yeah, like you said, like 12 hour days. So there's definitely a learning curve to to nomad life of, of getting used to different time zones, of shifting your schedule. You know, if you're used to working out, making this up in the, in the evening, and now you're like, all right, I got to, I not only have to, I can, you know, have so much time in the morning. It's, it is very different. Yeah. Yeah. So that was but, the biggest, biggest shift for me. All right. So I'm curious to know, Christy, what it's been like in terms of weekend trips and other fun activities you can do. I know something that blew my mind when I first started was living in Bali, which is a, a destination in and of itself for people. And then I was going to these like cool islands as my weekend trip from there, just these amazing destinations of just a normal Saturday and Sunday as, as a nomad. What has that been like for you just to have, just to break up the monotony of, of being in the same place all the time and having all of these amazing destinations to go to just on a, a casual weekend? Yeah. I mean, when I'm at home, I don't do anything on the weekend. <laughs> I like I might get up and read a book and I might go to Target or, you know, yeah. um, especially for me being in Arizona, like I don't have a lot of friends there right now. Yeah. So for me, it's just kind of doing things on my own. So being here, I mean, I get to the end of the weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm exhausted. Like yeah, I, I, I've done, you know, we did the safari last weekend. The first weekend we did a whole day trip kind of around the peninsula, we you know, saw the penguins and went and yeah. had lunch and, and that. And we actually had a, a bray, which is a barbecue. Oh, fun. So it's it's been a lot of fun to just to be able to get out and see things and meet other people and just experience other parts of the world. And I don't think, you know, I, I didn't have that at home. And Phoenix is a beautiful place and there's a lot to do there. But when you're by yourself, it's like, I don't, yeah. you know. I don't want to go hiking by myself. I don't want to, you know, you want to experience it with people. So to have that kind of community here, people want to go and do things like, you know, I've got a really good group here now where we'll go to dinner. We're going to dinner tomorrow night and, you know, we're talking about, you know, activities we're going to do the next month. So yep, amazing. um, It's, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's funny. So many people have the, the, the conception that traveling is going to be really lonely. And it's funny that you have experience and I've I've shared this in a lot of ways where it often feels more lonely at home where you don't have these adventure buddies. You don't end up doing these cool things. Even if you do have your group of people, depending on, you know, where you are in your life, a lot of people are just busy, I don't know, hanging with kids or husbands or families or, or just sitting watching Netflix and you're just end up Saturday and Sunday hanging alone anyway. Whereas when you travel, the opposite really does happen where you find other people who are searching for a connection, you find deep adventurous people. So it's really cool to hear that you've had that experience as well. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of people were here to do those adventures, to see things. Whereas like you mentioned at home, everybody's got their routine and yeah. it's hard to sometimes break people from that. So when you're, you're all here in, a, in one location together, 
yeah. you want to be doing different things and, and meeting different people and experiencing all that the town has to offer. Yeah. I always feel like I live like 10 years of experience and every two months of traveling. Yeah. I'm like, how have I done so much? Which is amazing. That's what, what, what yeah. life is for. And most likely if you're listening, you're you're interested in this as well. And you kind of hinted at, you know, you said you're extending, I think, another month in Cape Town there. So tell us just yes. for someone who's listening or being able to just extend a trip is not something we're used to. What was that decision like? Was it easy? Was it hard? Did you change flights or how did it come up? Oh, I'm still working on the changing flights <laughs> part. I'm still trying to decide how long I want to stay. So I had yeah. booked round trip back in October. I was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. It's a month. I'm going and I'm coming home. And then as I got into life here, everyone's like, yeah, yeah. we're here for two, two months, three months. Yep. You know, what are you doing next month? I'm like, I'm going home. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> like why did I do that? <laughs> why did I do that? So even just up to the last, this last weekend, I was planning on going home and then it was, yeah. kind of, you know what? No, like I, I really want to stay. And I actually had a conversation with my mom. Again. I was going to ask about that. Like, yeah. 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 I I said, oh, I said, I wish I could. I wish I could stay another month. And she's like, well, why don't you? Oh, yeah, mom. And I was like, and I was like, all right, because she's taking care of my cat. And I said, well, yeah. you're okay I'm taking care of her for another month. She's like, absolutely. Aww, so, come on. so that was what That's was sweet. like, okay, now I need to find a place. So, you know, today I'm going to go try and find a place so that I yeah. Before I change my flight, so I know I have somewhere to live. <laughs> that you have somewhere to be. But, you know, and, and two, I, I know you've mentioned that you typically just book a one, you know, yeah. one way. Yes. And at the time, I didn't think about that. It was like, you know, go for a month, come home, and yeah. get back into routine. And yeah. and now it's like I, I probably should have because <laughs> – it's it's going to cost a lot more to to change yeah. my flight and and all of that but yeah it, i think it'll be worth it yeah it's so funny you are the perfect example of this one of my biggest pieces of advice to people just starting out and they, no one ever believes it cuz like i couldn't like i want to come home it feels good to book a two way or you're just so used to mentally booking a two way flight and it's a little bit cheaper because you know you'll want to go home at some point but for anyone listening, my advice to you is never, ever, ever book a return flight unless you absolutely know you have to be back for something and like really absolutely. Because like you just said, Christy, it's like you never know the wonderful people you'll meet. You're always going to meet wonderful people, but sometimes they're going to a different destination that you didn't know you want to go or you just want to stay longer because you fall in love with the place or people you're with or meet. And it does, like you said, it feels cheaper at first because you're like, all right, I can save a couple hundred bucks to book this round trip now, but it's more expensive later to change it or whatever happens. So yes. yeah. Yeah. So I'm still working on advice. all of that right now, but, <laughs> well, um, good luck. but I the love plan is there to, to change. Yeah. yeah. It's a flexible nomad life. And so tell us too. So while you've been there, you've had some exciting changes. You talked about this a little bit earlier of getting a new job offer from your old company, but a new now remote job offer, which is so incredible. But talk about, I just think it's so cool for someone listening to understand, like while you have taken the sleep, done the big thing, you've gone to Cape Town and now getting this job offer that you didn't have, couldn't have before you left. What's that been just like logistically and how has that been working for you? It's, well, it'll be interesting because they're on mountain standard time. So I'll be working even later, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's right now it's going to be a contractor role, which Mm kind of gives me a little bit more of that, I guess, freedom a little bit as well. Um, But I'm going to still be doing my virtual assistant work a little bit too. So 
I, I had the conversation with them. I said, I, cause I love working with the clients. I love, I love what I do, but for me, it, it's, it's not full time. Yeah. And so, you know, it gets, sometimes money gets kind of tight and, <laughs> and I hadn't really been focusing on sales within my own company, like my own, I have my own yeah. business as well. And I was really just working for her and this opportunity came up and I said, let's, let me, let me do this. It's a great opportunity yeah. to go back to a great company. Cause like I mentioned earlier, like I love them. I, I didn't want to leave, yeah. but I just didn't have the option at the time. So I'll be transitioning into that role actually next week. I was supposed to start on, well, they wanted me to start on Monday. And then I said, well, I'm traveling Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> but now I'm going to go back to them and be like, yeah, actually I'm not leaving. <laughs> so I can start I'm Monday. Staying here. Amazing. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be good. I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be an interesting transition back, but it's basically a very similar role to what I was doing. So I won't be, I'll just have to be reacquainting myself with things. It's a new team that I'll be working with. When everything changed, my team ended up leaving the the people I managed. So this team, I have trained them. Um, So except I think maybe one or two people are new, but for the most part, I I'm familiar with them. I trained them. So for me, it'll be just kind of reintegrating into that, which I think will be good still being here that I'm not you know, taking on too much in the very beginning. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be new, but old at the same time. Exciting. And in terms of next plans for you, so aside from extending at least a month, who knows how long you're going to, I feel like every month you're going to be, I'm just going to say that. Who knows? But any other plans or like dream destinations or kind of thoughts of what maybe the rest of the year even looks like for you? I, yeah. So I've got on my list, Greece, Mm-hmm. is on my list. Where else? I'd love to go to Georgia, the country. A lot of people are like, Georgia, why would you go there? And I'm like, no, no, not, not Georgia, yeah, the state, Georgia, the country. Yep. Seeing parts of Europe too, that I kind of just hopped along when I did my yeah. one, one trip, just spending more time in those cities. And now that I've met people, I, you know, mm-hmm. I know someone who's in London. I know someone who's in uh, Dublin, yeah. someone who's in Amsterdam. So I'm, I'm starting to meet people and then I can, you know, connect with them and say, Hey, I'm going to come to your city for a couple weeks. And, you know, maybe Europe is so easy to move around Um, just spending time, you know, a couple weeks in one city and then moving on to another. So I'd I'd love to do that this year. I feel like it's booked already. Like (laughs) (laughs) I've got things at home too. I've got a wedding to go to. I've got my sister's uh, pregnant. She's due in May. So going to Canada to, to be there, but that, you know, this kind of life gives me that flexibility to go yeah. To Canada for a couple of weeks. My mom and I want to do a road trip um, mm. up to Canada. So, yeah. you know, take take some time and, and do that. But international, I definitely in the fall and looking at a couple months of doing more, yeah, uh, hitting more cities. And then I'd love to come back to Cape Town next year. You love like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Do another month or two here. And it's, it's Something beautiful. Something about it's, Cape Town draws everybody. Everybody. It's one of the few places that everyone keeps going back to. <laughs> back and to. I still, or I've staying. almost gone a zillion times. Yeah. I have friends too, who are, who are there now as well. Or it's like, we're just never leaving. Like I just, yeah. people love it so much. Yeah. So I'm still yet to go. Maybe I'm close, kind of close-ish by a couple hours, but maybe I'll, I, don't, I have no idea where I'm going from here. We'll see. But yeah, you should um, come to Cape Town. I know. There's like 10 people there right now who are like, why? Why aren't you coming here? And I'm like, I don't know. There's other, we'll see. We'll, we'll get there. Um, I'm dying to get back to Bali. I don't know which direction I'm going from here, but I, I do want to point out what you said, which I think is, is so special that a lot of people don't necessarily realize when you think about digital nomad life, it's typically 
in South Africa or Bali or wherever you end up, but you really just made a very important point, which is your sister's having a baby. You could go spend weeks there instead of just, you know, three, four days of having to take vacation from your job to do that. And you can road trip with your mom or be able to spend time at home with your mom or when your dad is sick, things like that. So thank you for pointing that out as well, because I think it's it's often missed as one of the, the really big benefits of being a nomad. Yeah, because I think it's, I don't want to say it's glamorized, but it's just, you see, what you see as a nomad is going to this country, the city and all of yeah. that. But really like it, it gives you, like you said, it gives you that time at home or, or to, to do things, to go to weddings, to, yeah. you know, just be with people, which, you know, I guess I was working remote. I didn't consider myself a nomad until I did right. this trip, but I yeah. was because I was going yeah. to visit friends and taking my computer with me and they yep. would go to work and I would sit and do my work. And then <laughs> in the evenings we'd hang out. So, you know, really I've been a nomad earlier than I actually yeah. think I am. So I know. Yeah. It's funny. It's just like yeah. that mindset shift of I am yeah. a nomad. You don't really realize it until you really start going to different places. But I had that as well when I first left corporate life. I started working remotely in LA as well. And I realized I could go, I would, you know, my grandmother lived in Lake Tahoe. So I would go there on a Thursday instead of having to leave on, you know, Friday night or something. So I could have two extra days there or stay for four or five days and just work there. And um, that was my first taste of it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, why would I ever be in an office? Even if I wasn't <laughs> like in different countries at the time, that was my first kind yeah. of step into it as well. So Christy, for anyone who is where you were a couple of years ago before you found us and just maybe loves travel like you did, or is just starting to understand this is even a possibility for very real people like you and I, what would be your one biggest piece of advice to someone who's thinking about it, maybe not knowing if it's possible for them? For me, like it was just trying it and just seeing, yeah. you know, that's why like I booked a month because I <laughs> figured, let me just try this and see, yeah. see how it is. Yeah. And then I obviously I fell in love with it and I don't want to go home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just to try it, you know? And I, like I mentioned, I was doing like little trial runs throughout the U S yeah. or yeah. Canada. I was, I was going, you know, when we went, went for Christmas, we went to Canada and I took my computer and I had that little trial there, you know, am yeah. I going to work in the hotel room? Am I going to go to co-working space, work at my sister's house and then, you know, going to see friends. So it, that kind of yeah. gave me a little taste of, okay, this is possible to shift my time zones. Cause that's, it was, that was a big thing was, you know, obviously not as much of a time zone shift as, <laughs> you know, us to South Africa, but yeah, yeah. I was in mountain standard time to East coast time. And how did that right. reflect my work day? Right. with my clients, even though they are East coast based there were, they were used to me working mountain yeah. standard time. So just yeah. testing the waters a little bit. And then, you know, I booked this month long trip and, you know, just as a test to see like, okay, is this what I want to do? And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. something I would just suggest to anybody is just, you know, do a trial run and see, yeah. see if you like it. And then I'm sure you'll fall in love with it. So. <laughs> we know you will, but try it as if you don't know try it. I, <laughs> yeah. I do the same. Everybody's like, just, it, it does often feel like it has to be an all or nothing of like sell everything you own, like burn everything, never yeah. return home, go forever. But yeah, you can go for a month at a time. You can yeah. go three weeks close by and then do a little bit more each time and then yeah. send your flight and never leave like Christy. <laughs> yeah. Well, too, I'm, I'm very lucky in that I don't have an apartment right now. I don't yeah. have rent somewhere. Cause I think that, that would 
hinder me um, yeah. because I'd be thinking about paying rent, paying mortgage, you know, the, the benefit of, you know, using my mom's house as a home base, which came about for, you know, unfortunate yeah. circumstances, but yeah. it's now that things have, you know, shifted and, and settled, it's, it's been good to ha- have that to say, yeah. you know, okay, my mail can come here. Um, mm-hmm. I've got somebody to watch the cat and yeah. I don't have to think about, you know, what's going on in my apartment, paying rent, paying yeah. utilities, having someone check in on things. So that was something that was good. So that's why, you know, if I think if I had an apartment, I would mm-hmm. definitely do more of a trial run too. just, right. is this something I want? And then think about, okay, now I'm going to put myself in storage or right. rent it out or something like that. So, yeah. Amazing advice, Christy. Well, if anybody wants to find you or look at your VA services or follow you, what would be the best way for someone to find you? So my business Instagram is at Broken Glass Media. So that's where I post about more about podcast management. So I'm very specialized in the podcast world. I do podcast management. And then my travels, I post on my personal account, which is kejacobson twenty seven. Amazing. That's where all my really beautiful moon and star pictures (laughs) and everything in Cape Town. I love following it so much, Christy. So anyone looking, feel free to reach out, follow her travels, check out podcast management, VA work. And thank you so much for joining us today. It was um, really such a pleasure to talk to you. So fun. Yes, it's great to reconnect. All right. That is a wrap on our episode with Christy. I really hope that you enjoyed her story and to let it serve as inspiration to you if you have a dream of traveling the world and you don't yet have a job that lets you do that remotely christy is an amazing example of somebody who signed up for our go remote employment course went through it got the remote job booked her flight to cape town south africa where she's living and plans to continue onwards in her journey so Christy is just another regular person, just like you, just like me, who has a dream to travel, and you can make it happen if you want to as well. So if you're curious what kind of remote jobs are out there that you can do while traveling the world, check out beachcommute.com slash 91, or check out podcast notes. We'll have the link there as well. So you can start to see what other jobs digital nomads in our community are doing while they travel the world as well. And we'll see you in our episode next week. 